Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tevach, a good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer HaTanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights, LLC, and it is an honor and memory of Rabbi Yisav Halevi Weinberg of Ashalom, Moshe Pinchas HaKoyen Katz of Ashalom, and Rabbi El HaKoyen Khan of Ashalom. It's also on schus and merit of Rav Zevi Cheskel HaKoyen and Risha Katz. Le'erich Yomim V'Shanim Tevis, for many long and healthy years. In the middle of chapter 13, where the Alter Rebbe is developing in a more comprehensive and expansive way the very personality, psychology, and makeup, the anatomy of the Bainini, if you wish. And being that we're talking about human beings, we're not talking just theoretical, a human being is a complex person. So nothing is black and white, especially when it comes to the Bainini. The Bainini is a person who has a divine soul, an animal soul, which are elaborated upon in all the previous chapters in Tanya, where they're at battle, as explained in chapter 9, constant battle, when this one rises, this one falls, each wants to control over the human being's behavior. What is behavior? Thought, speech, and action. Remember, faculties, without thought, speech, and action, are your, are your makeup. But thought, speech, and action is the place where it expresses itself, expression. So control over the small city, is not just control who's in control, but control of governance, to govern the city and its inhabitants. In this case, the person. The person and all his faculties. So as such, that's the battle, the two forces that are at work. And the Benini, due to a mon- of many factors, the Benini exerts himself and exerts that control to not allow the animal soul to affect the thought, speech, and action. We should add the deliberate thought, speech, and action. The inadvertent thoughts, Hiruri Aveda, as we learned, that he can't control because part of the animal soul's very nature. But as soon as he's aware of it, he pushes it aside and is able to control. Now, how does he do that? So in chapter 12, he explained, because he has that moyach shalat an inherent natural power to control. The mind can reflect, the reflective mind can reflect and control the impulsive heart. You can't eliminate it because there's a, the animal soul is fully active, but he can control it. Okay. And just like the natural dominance of light over darkness, that the wisdom of the reflective mind of the divine soul, which resides in the mind and the right side of the heart, has natural power like light to dispel darkness. But he has to exert that. Arosha, Tevlei, also has Mayak Shalatla, but he doesn't necessarily use it all the time. By Baini, he's constantly vigilant. And that's why 
his thought, speech, and action are always under the control of the divine soul. But that itself, we learned in chapter 12, has an additional component during Davenik. During Davenik, there's a shas meichen, the godless. So another surge of energy, of divine energy, enters into the, that time zone during that time of Davening. So when he's Davening, even the effect of the animal soul is subdued. Meaning it's not, it doesn't even, the, 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 even its voice is no longer speaking. It's still there. Like the, use the example again to the city of two kings war, battling with each other. There are times that the opposing king is taking the offense and trying to control. He still, um, he still doesn't get control because the other king, the divine soul, with Moyach Shalot Alev, is not allowing the thought, speech, and action to be controlled. But you can't say that he's not trying. And there's a loud voice, a temptation, the temptations of the animal soul and his desires. But during davening, as we're going to learn soon in this chapter 13, the animal soul is like asleep because the davening, that additional element, causes that power. And then, afterwards, the battle begins again with some reshem, some effect that remains, some trace that remains from the davening. That was in chapter 12. And he continued to explain. Chapter 13, the Alter Rebbe continues this discussion, and with this he explains, just to sum up what we've learned so far, the Maimah Chazal, Zevazeh Sheftan, that the Yetzotev and the Yetzotev, these two voices, these two forces, are two judges, but Sheftan, judges don't control, judges don't implement their judgment. They state their opinion. So the Yetzer Hara of the Nefesh Abam states its opinion. Then comes the Nefesh Lekis and states its opinion. It's not Moishel, it's, it's Shefet. And then comes the Ebeshter, Tzad Yamin, that sides with the second judge, the Divine Soul. So you have two against one. So now we have also the Eir Hashem, as he called it, that radiates, but... Obviously, it comes after the divine soul is stating its, its case. In Arusha, Arusha in general, the divine soul isn't always allowed to speak. That's why the person acts, unfortunately, according to the animal soul. But here the divine soul speaks. The divine soul, we learned already in chapter 12, also has the Mayach Shal Talalev. But now comes the, third, the additional Kayach that the Ebershter gives him. Just to read the exact lesson, so he says like this. So the lesson that he uses is, which is based on, which is the meaning of the Posuk, where he says, Okay, so now, as we learned, we have in addition to the Moyach Shal Ta'alev, which is inherent, which also comes from the Eir Hashem, as he explains later in this chapter. The Eibushter gives him that power. But that's a power that once the Eibushter gives it, that's part of you. You don't need to have an additional Koyach, like, let's say, during Davening, which is, of course, even a more powerful Koyach, additional Eir Hashem. But then there's an additional thing, that when you exercise that self-control, then comes the Yad Yimin, the Eibushter comes, this Eir Hashem, Lev Shal so here we talk that the Ezer, 
that the Ebeshter gives him this support is both in giving him the power to self-control and also when you exercise that power, an additional kayach that comes that makes a two against one and that's how the divine soul dominates. So we have now an additional element. Okay. And we spoke about the different aspects of this during davening, after davening, and so on. And during, that during davening, of course, that, that it's even more powerful. But after davening, when, when the, that power resi- uh, subsides, so to speak, recedes, you have the power of the Ezer Hashem, that additional element. Now remember, just to keep in mind, in, the end of, in chapter 12, he also added that every Yid also has an Ava Mesoteris, that deep inside us there's also a natural love. So that's also an asset. So the Beni has much going for him in his arsenal to deal with the, divine, with the animal soul's charge, so to speak, and attack. But the main point that continues in chapter 13 is to say is that after all this, he still has an animal soul. And therefore, that's why it's called Kirosha. Not, he says, in other words, that's why when the whole world tells you that you're a tzaddik, you have to see yourself Kirosha, Kemoi Rosha, not a Rosha Mamish. Because Rosha Mamish, the thought, speech, and action are affected by the animal soul. By Baini, it's not. But Kirosha, because in his personality, the animal soul is still active. There are different levels of that activity. And that's the next piece. To answer the question why it, why it says Kirosha, even though there's another Maimachazal, a person should never see themselves like Kirosha. Because we're talking about Kamoi Rosha to understand your inner personality. Okay. Then to continue on, The Alter Rebbe then adds and goes on another scenario. What about a person who sits and learns, and learns day and night? The language he uses, that's the exact Lashon is, V'af misha b'teres Hashem chavtzeh v'yege b'yem v'layla l'shma So now we have another additional scenario. It's a benini. He has moyach shal talev. He has yad yimin, the Ebershter is helping We'll soon talk about the scenario of davening. But he's not just a baini, he's a baini that learns all day and all night. And the Shema. So nevertheless, It doesn't prove at all that the Ra of the Nefesh Abamis was removed. Because That in its essence, not as an expression, but the king, the other king, has not weakened his resolve. He's still there, he's fully active. He's just unable to control the city, meaning the thought, speech, and action of the person. But it's betokfik v'rasi where b'chal lasmoli, b'mkeimi. Raksha levushov, it's only the garments. She'imachshav d'biramaisa, ain't mislabshin b'mayach v'apeva yedayim v'shar evriyaguf. That they don't manifest in the mouth, the arms, and the rest of the limbs of the body, because it doesn't have that type of control. Why? Because like we learned, because God who gave power to the Mayach Alalev, to have Shlita of Mayach Alalev. It's interesting, sometimes you'll see, in chapter 12 he doesn't say, it's, the, it's Hashem Shanosan, even though it's obvious, if we're born with something, it means God gave it to us. 
But there the focus is that we have it inherently within us. But remember, there are different scenarios. There are scenarios where the animal soul is very active, for example, and you haven't activated your mind to, to self-control, so you need additional support. So sometimes in this chapter he's adding that the shlita. So who's in control? The divine soul. But even though he's learning day to day and night, now we're talking about the personality. We're not talking about the actual thought, speech, and action. The personality is there. And that's what he means, the core of the nefesh alikis, which is its mind and its emotions, does not have control to stop the animal soul from expressing its emotional and impulsive desires. Like we know, the, sec- the first judge is stating his opinion, meaning the Yetzirah. Okay. So we're going to get back to this to go back to Rabbah. In other words, we're talking now in Bainini itself, a person who learns day and night. Not every Bainini needs to learn day and night. He could, it could not be. So we're talking about different categories. Like I said, Al-Tareb is comprehensively covering every possible angle. But now the Al-Tareb goes back to the theme discussed in chapter 12, to again be thorough, but also to qualify properly. And says, <laughs> This what I just said, we just said that the core of the divine soul does not control the core of the animal soul. That's not during davening. But during davening, explained in chapter 12, so now he has an additional surge, additional strength that's coming from Shas Mechon the Godless. The very auspicious time that we're in, the Itimuzamon, these special times. So we're talking about someone who learns day and night. So now he also has, during davening, that something doesn't happen while he's learning day and night. Learning day and night brings tremendous power. But now he has also the item, the special auspicious time of tefillah, where the Avas Hashem is bizgalus libe. And there we learned, for the time being, during the davening, he has more than just control. That the, that the animal soul, the other king, even though he's... Alive and kicking, but he's not active. But what's the qualification here to say that what we just said that the core of the animal soul is not under the control of the divine soul is all the time, but during davening there's an additional strength. So now we have quite a few scenarios here. We have the Bainini in general. Even without davening and without learning, all day and all night, he has Moyach Shal Talev. He has the Ezer, Hashem Ezrei, that helps him. Both in Moyach Shal Talev and, and, and after that. He has the Avam Mesoteris that's within him. And that is enough power for him to control himself. But then there's few elements that have been the additional points. He's learning day and night, so obviously that's an additional strength. During davening, the Shas Meichen, the Godless, the Itim Muzamonim, that surge, the Avas Hashem, and now that silences. It's like the, the other king is put to sleep. He's not effective. At night, 
In a way, you know that you don't need as much vigilance, if you wish. Even though the Bainu always has vigilance. But you have that additional thing. Then you have the Reshim, the trace that remains after davening. So you have here many aspects to the Bainu. Just to sum up so far what we've learned. But now he continues. Even during davening, which we learned just to sum up again, the Avgam Zeis Hapam, even during Damarin, Enerach Shlitim Amshal Levat. So it's true. It's not just Zevi Zashavton, because during Damarin you actually have Shlitim Amshala and the Divine Soul. But it's still Shlitim Amshala. That means that you dominate. Which is a form of coercion, a form of dominance, control and dominance. You haven't transformed it. That king is still your opposition. He's still your, adver- your ad- adversary. Adversary. He's still your adversary. And therefore, that has to be dealt with. Kedixiv, and he brings again the Yamots. the two nations that we learned in chapter 9. One nation shall overpower the other. That's a constant battle. Kishazakam when one rises, the other one falls, and when the other one rises, etc. So the Alter Rebbe doesn't want to mention the negative. So what does that mean? That even during davening, that's the case. So he's now explaining, that the divine soul overpowers and gain strength over the animal soul. And think of the words, means you need to exert effort to do so. And this is even during davening, he's saying. Because it's not automatic. Even though during that time of Tefillah and Krishna, when you're davening, you have that power. But remember, power is eris. There's a, like amshacha of, of energy. Now you have to make a keli for it. The person we see... People during davening have all kinds of negative thoughts because they're not really taking advantage of the moment. But if a person really is, is, is exerting themselves, Aveda Satfila, and awakens up the Aves Hashem within his heart, so both his contemplation and his emotions are very active, so there he has control and dominance. Not transformation, but he completely controls the animal soul at that point. And here the Alter Rebbe adds more to explain how and why. Why does he add this here? Because remember, now he's going deeper into the Bainini. He wants to explain that even during davening, the Nefesh Abamis is still alive. But you have a tremendous amount of power. What's this additional power? So in chapter 12, he just said, It's a time of expansive revelation. So you have that power. Here he adds... Because here he wants to speak about misametzes, that you need to exert that effort. So he says, where does it come from? So it's misametzes, misgaberes, al-nefesh by drawing from the source of gvura. Remember, power gvura, where does gvura come from? From bina. Bina is the idea of contemplation and meditation. So during the contemplation and meditation of davening, bina... So Bina, as we know, Bina is the same kav, the left side, 
goes when the spheres are structured in three columns. So you have Chach Mechesed Netzach, Bina Gvura Hoid. So what's the source of Gvura, of, of strength, of this additional strength to overpower the animal soul is coming from Bina. The source of Gvuras, power and discipline, which is the power of Bina. So now we have another additional strength that is, that is introduced during davening. The Eir Hashem we talked about before, Hashem Eizrei, is in general what he called. That he actually called, I think, Chochmah. If I recall correctly. the for sure. That's the power of the divine in general that the Bainani has. And davening, because he's exerting an effort, that effort of Bina, so that extra exertion, over the animal soul, an additional power. So here we have yet another resource that the Bainani has during davening. Wanted to see the lotion that he says earlier about um, when he speaks about the Eir Hashem. Yeah. Okay. But the point here is the Misametzes, Misgaberes. By Etzadik, for example, a tzaddik has naturally transformed himself. He doesn't need to put any more exertion. He's, he's destroyed the animal soul, as we're going to mention soon. To the, either the extent of total transformation or not total transformation. So what comes natural to him? His divine soul. By the Benini, even during Davini, with all the resources we're discussing, and now this additional power of Bina, the root of Gvura and the strength, the animal soul is still alive. So it's a constant effort. And, that, and we see that, but Poyal Mamish. Even the highest level of a baini has to make that effort. It's not automatic. You start davening and everything is resolved. Because the animal soul is there in the psyche, in the consciousness of the baini. And when, so whenever you say Misametzus or Misgaberes, you're right away telling that it's not his natural state. However, the Baini has that natural power to do so, and he, and he actualizes it, he activates it. <coughs> and the Alter Rebbe now spells out, how, what's the process? Lizbainen b'gdulis Hashem. Ain't save baruchu. So to contemplate on the greatness of God, the infinite divine. And not just in the mind, but also in the right side of the heart. To give birth to a powerful love, Aza. Powerful love. Az is also from the word like Vura. And it's Kirishpe which again, even though there's Ava that's connected to Chesed. But here's talking about Rishpeish, like a flaming fire. Bechol hayemoni shabalibe, in the right side of the heart, as explained earlier. Vaoz. And now that he's activated his bina, that's his bonanus. And the bina in turn has given birth to Midas in the heart, 
which is the Ava Aza. It's powerful, but it's power. The focus here is on power, on dominance. Then the other side of the animal soul is iskafia, from the word kaifa, subdued. Not transformed, subdued, but there's tremendous power. So to go back to the example of the two kings, in this situation during davening and during all this effort, do you see the dominance of the right side, the king, the, the divine soul? It's completely dominating. That doesn't mean there isn't an enemy, but the enemy has been subdued because you've overpowered. That's indeed why the thought, speech, and action remains intact and controlled by the divine soul. Okay. But here comes the other side. And this is even during davening. But with the Bainini, it has not been completely eliminated. Only by a tzaddik. Like the verse that he actually quoted in chapter 1. My heart is empty within me. Cholol means it's empty referring to the left side of the heart, because there's nothing there. He's eliminated that, that voice, that, uh, that force. And as we learned in chapter 10, He's repulsed by evil and detests it in an absolutely detestable and repulsive way. Oi, or in the case of the incomplete tzaddik, tzaddik virale, he did, that it's not absolute. Kiniskele il, as was mentioned above in uh, chapter 10. So there you see the contrast. But when people ask the question, why did Altareb go back to davening here? Because he needs to explain that even in the highest scenario, the best scenario of the Benini, where he has, in addition to the learning all day and night that we learn, in addition to everything else the Bainini has, even during davening, with the power of Bina, Mokaragvuras, and the Midas, our awake and powerful love for Hashem, even then, it's a subduing of the animal soul, not an elimination of it. Avul Bainini, to continue on, Hu derech moshel ka'odam sheyashan, and here's where he brings the example of sleep. But the Bainini, this negative of the animal soul, has been subdued. It's completely under control. But it's comparable to a person who's asleep. We know a person's asleep. So yes, they can't affect, they can't do anything at that point. But they're able to reawaken from, asleep, from the sleep. Once again, just as he was awake before he went to sleep, he could reawake. And any moment, you see, if God forbid somebody, is some, some danger is going on, yes, the person is asleep, so you could rest assured right at that moment they're asleep, but, if you, but they can wake up any second. So here's another state that we have with the Bainini. You could have the animal soul is awake and very active, and you need to put all the effort to control it and subdue it. You could have the animal souls awake, but not active, like we learned. 
And then you have the animal soul that's asleep. So it's yet another state that this is what's happening during davening. Kachara bebeinani, the Alter Rebbe continues, hu kiyoshen bechol asmoli, b'shas krishma v'tfila shalibi boyer ba'avis Hashem. Well, his heart is burning with love for God when praying, when reading Shema and praying. So then, Rabbi Beni is as is as the evil is asleep in the left side of the heart. It's like a sleep. But afterwards, it can, it can wake again after davening. So this now covers the whole spectrum of the Baini, even the highest level. And with this, the Rebbe then is going to continue to explain Rabbo. Rabbo said, I am like a Baini. Because Rabbo, of course, was a person who learned all day and all night, Lishma. But that we'll learn next week. So with that we conclude. Everyone have a good week. TanyaApply.com is the landing page, the place you can find all previous programs and submit questions and other resources. Kutavach. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapply.com for archived classes and more resources.